0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Hyota to Health Show. This is episode 12. On our previous episode, episode 11, we had Michael Ashford, who shared with us his mission to help dads regain and maintain their fitness. I think that the reason why he's doing it is tremendously powerful, and if you or someone you know is a dad, you should share this with them and help them regain their fitness and understand why they should be doing this. It's a very powerful episode. Now, this week, for episode 12. We've got Gary Heyer. Gary's story is incredibly inspirational. He is a cancer survivor, which for obvious reasons, uh, myself being a cancer survivor as well, is a conversation that was very, very close to my heart he was able to turn around a stage 4 cancer diagnosis to completely cancer-free in a matter of months. I'm very excited for you to listen to this conversation. Now, if you haven't just joined our Facebook group, make sure you go ahead and do that. It's completely free. You don't need to register or leave an email or anything like that. And it allows me to have more meaningful and deeper conversations with you. It allows for interaction. You can ask questions. You can share uh, from your experiences. You can share what you liked about the episode. You can give us feedback. But most importantly, it allows me to directly communicate with you we've had some great interactions so far and we'd love to see you there all you need to do is go to dre.show forward slash group if you're listening to this on your mobile device it's it's actually even easier you just need to open up the description for this episode you're going to see a link there just tap it and you'll go straight to the group you request entry and we normally accept people within 24 to 48 hours so we really look forward to seeing you there so now, without further ado, welcome to episode 12 with Gary Heyer. Remember, you are now on the Highway to Health, and I'm your guide to help you get there. Are you ready to live ageless? Want to discover alternative health choices, cutting-edge nutrition, and fitness for the entire family? Welcome to Highway to Health Show with your host, Dr. E, the stem cell guy where Dr. E helps you live ageless. And now, here's your host, Dr. E. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Highwood Health Show. I'm here with my new friend, Gary Heyer. And let me tell you a little bit of Gary. Gary went from stage 4 cancer on December 22nd of 2017 to cancer-free as of September 11th, 2018. He has literally 180'd his lifestyle and has learned how a combination of simple changes in your lifestyle can produce results within you that you never thought possible. Through the fight of his life for his life, he has also built a track record of helping people change their lives by coaching and mentoring them in specific ways to treat your body with two of God's greatest and most natural gifts. We're very happy to have you with us today, Gary. I'm sure that all of our listeners will want to hear more about your story. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. I was very intrigued about your story. It was actually Evelyn, my wife, who met you at the gym, and then she started talking to me about all these things. And like I said, we share certain commonalities, but why don't you share with us about this life-changing event that you had, you know, going from such an advanced cancer diagnosis to being cancer-free in such a short period of time.
1: Yeah, it was a short period of time. It, was, it seems like a sprint and here I am and healthier than ever. But on that day, December 22nd of 2017, it was just one of the darkest moments in my life, you know, to come out of a colonoscopy and Barely pulling my eyes open to see my wife crying because she already knew that the bad news was coming. And then to hear that news from the doctor that you got, you know, a 10 centimeter tumor in your colon that we need to go and further explore and then go on to get some CAT scans done immediately. And within an hour, I found out I had another five tumors in my liver. So it was massive and it was heartbreaking. I mean, I remember, I remember. Flashing back to that evening. We went to my favorite Mexican food spot over here, Esther's. And we were sitting there eating and I got the call from the doctor that was reading my CAT scans. And she said, Gary, unfortunately you do have more tumors in your liver. We're calling this stage four and she's, you know, talking about it. She's like, you know, you got lucky that it's in the liver. You got a better chance at this. Had it been probably any other organ with this advancement we would probably be giving you about four to six months something like that. So I just was thrown back. And I don't know if that was a careless assessment by a doctor that was just in the situation, but then I'm looking through the window and I'm looking at my family and they're all sitting in there looking at me on the phone and I just start crying and they come out and I just remember just that overwhelming feeling of just, I am so scared. Like, I don't know where to go, what to do, how to do this. And you just feel so alone and like, are you going to live through this? Right? So, it was very difficult because December 22nd, three days before Christmas, then I got to go tell my family. But I wasn't going to do it during Christmas time, so we're going through the holidays and just putting on a happy face. My daughter has no idea, it's just me and my wife and a few people in the family that know. And it was just, it was heart-wrenching. But then we got through the holidays and I finally told everybody and the last person I told was my little 10-year-old daughter. And. That right there was the turning point in my life because she was so scared and I had to pull it together and have strength. And so I just turned to her and I said, you know, Aubrey, I don't know how this is going to go down, but I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to lose this fight and we're going to stay positive and we're going to fight this thing and we're going to get the best doctors and we're going to just find out how we can beat this. I don't have the answers and through that decision and that little bit of transparency it opened up a door to a whole new realm for me because transparency wasn't my forte you know as far as you know being truthful and everything what i was doing and how i was performing in life There was a lot of habits that I had that I'm not proud of that I was doing, you know, smoking cigarettes every day and drinking wine every night and stuff like that and just not taking care of myself and eating like a madman. I knew every fast food joint that I loved, you know, on every sales route that I had. So, you know, I was living at 285 pounds at the time and that was 65 pounds, 70 pounds of extra weight that I had carrying around me that I ultimately ended up shedding in a very short period of time that I'll tell you about. But there is another thousand pounds of figurative weight on me that I started having to peel the layers back on. And so the most awakening point was realizing that I needed to work on myself every single day. And if I could just set my goals to where I'm just improving a little bit, whatever version of that is, whether it's in my marriage or my health or my relationship with my daughter or my relationship with God, whatever that looked like, I just wanted to make progress that day and be better than I was yesterday. Not worrying too much about what's going to come tomorrow because tomorrow wasn't guaranteed for me. So I broke it down and I made things much more simple to look at and I found more happiness. And I found that on that, the compound interest effect of just getting better every single day, I've had massive results in a very short period of time. You know, my tumor markers were just reducing, the tumor sizes were reducing, went from five tumors to two tumors in my liver by the time surgery came around in September. So September 11th came along and now I had a major surgery and I'm cancer free. But along that way, I employed some things that people brought to my attention that helped the process. Because what I found is that when you're going through things like chemo and radiation and stuff like that, and then a major surgery, you need to feel as good as possible. And if you're not treating your body the way that God intended you to treat this, you know, treat your body like a temple, like treat your body like that and fuel it with the right stuff. So I started doing that and started learning more about the water that I was drinking and the diet that I was consuming and also, you know, some herbal products in cannabis, CBD. I started employing that stuff. So I learned a lot and those things
0: helped me. It is crazy that you mentioned those things because the last couple of interviews that I've had the pleasure of doing, most people realize that the biggest changes in their lives, whether it is health, whether it is professional, whether it's a combination of all of them, had to start in their head, had to start in their mind, realizing that I am the one who got me here. Mm -hmm. I mean, willingly or unwillingly, fortunately or unfortunately, but I am the one. It was a series of decisions that I've made throughout my life that have landed me here. Sure, genetics play a factor. Sure, certain other things. But in the end, it is what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. And it is also what we can still do that is going to make such a big, big difference. So it's really... It's been really eye-opening that with most of the people that I've spoken to so far and most of the people who have had that experience of going through a devastating diagnosis, they've managed to actually come back because of all these things, Mm -hmm. because they realize that it is so important to make these changes and that it is the foundation of it. Mm -hmm. Was there something specific like you get the diagnosis. It's just a couple of days before Christmas. You go through it. You talk to your family. You finally bring everyone in. Mm-hmm. You know, you're being transparent about this. You're recruiting the help that you need from the people who love you, who surround right. you. What made you turn to, let's say, nutrition and lifestyle and say, like, listen, I got to fix this? Was it because you started reading? Was it because you realized something? Or Yeah, so...
1: Um I started a business years ago about helping children to make healthy food choices. We developed a product to provide for parents and educators because we found that nutrition and what we put into our body is very important. And then we see all these trends of childhood obesity ramp, you know, going up. And then, you know, just the rates of obesity in general here, especially in America. I mean, our culture is horrible when it comes to food. We're just a bunch of gluttons. so. I was an athlete for many years. I played college basketball for four years. I was a scholarship athlete. And so I understood taking care of your body. I get that. What happened though, is that when you become adults and you start working in the workforce and you feel like you got this freedom and you got this responsibility and you start making money and you start building a family and all that stuff, you start thinking that you got everything figured out. And the eye-opening experience for me was when Cancer exposed itself in its physical form to me. And then when I started working on myself, other figurative forms of cancer started exposing itself. And when I started realizing that I could take away some of the negative things that I was allowing in my life, whether it was the things that I was consuming in my head, the people that I was hanging out with, the decisions I was making, the things that I was doing with my free time, those decisions got me in the position where I was at. I paid a lot of money to get a genetics test on my cancer and it wasn't genetic. So at that point I knew that for a fact, it was everything that had to do with circumstance or my environment or whatever. And I just started peeling the onion layer by layer. And I found more things that just, I found that I was so unhappy with myself that every time there was an adversity, I would find something close to me to just, rub it away and like that's okay it's taken care of let's push that aside and then go on to the next thing well every time i push that aside it didn't leave my life it was just causing more to stick on to me and more foundation for other crap to stick on top of me right so when i found that that working and i started seeing progress by eliminating things that weren't serving me and providing things that are serving me in a good way opened up a whole new arena. And then I started having people reach out to me and they started sharing some things with me with some products and things that I could implement to into my diet and what I was consuming to actually help start repairing inside my body, the damage that had been done through all the years of, again, alcohol addiction, cigarettes, bad food choices, not working out, just living a very unhealthy lifestyle.
0: Well, I'm guessing the cigarettes you stopped on December 22nd. For sure. Yes, I did. Well, there's a lot of people who don't. There's a lot of people who don't. They just are trapped in their addiction because that's exactly what it is. Uh, And I think you just shared something incredibly powerful with everyone here. And it is that realization of taking ownership Of your health and we spoke a little bit about this before we started the interview but one very common theme that I've seen throughout my career and it doesn't matter whether we're doing stem cell treatments or whether we were doing some other things earlier on It was always the patients who were most in tune with their bodies both before and after the treatments that had the better results. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it is a coincidence. I think we're at a time where we tend to believe that there's gotta be a pill for this, there's gotta be a treatment for this, there's gotta be something for this in order for us to not have to do the work. But in reality, it's realizing that we need to do the work. And we need to take care of our bodies and we need to do all these things so that we can have the great outcomes. We usually, as a society, and I don't know if you agree, we tend to lean towards not wanting to pay the price. We always want the faster, the now, the easiest, the most comfortable. And obviously, as we've progressed again as a society, we have turned towards that. You know, we get more comfort. Our life is easier in a way, but I think that in a lot of times it has gone way too easy for us that at least mentally, we just simply don't want to do the work. It would have been easier for you to just take the diagnosis and say like, well, the doctors are going to do chemo, they're going to do this, and but I'm going to continue with my life, right? Mm -hmm. And we see a lot of cancer patients do this. It's not an easy diagnosis to take. I don't want anybody listening here is like, well, yeah, it's, you know, you don't know. Like, well, we both know. Yes. We've both been on the other end of that news of somebody saying, well, guess what? It was cancer and we need to start attacking aggressively. So we do know those things. Yes. And it's very, very important to take ownership. So I do want to recognize you for that because not everyone does it, despite the big diagnosis despite all these things. And you had a great motivator. You just told us a little bit about that. What role did your family play in all of this?
1: I mean, enormous, enormous. My family is a very tight knit family and it's amazing because my parents and my in-laws all grew up in the same city, went to the same high school. Me and my wife met at that same high school. My parents got married at Downey First Baptist. Her parents got married at Downey First Baptist. We got married at Downey First Baptist, so family is everything. Downey is my hometown. You heard me say that. We've got a lot of we call them family because they're friends, but we've been so strong, and we always say there's something in the water out there. So this was not just all me, you know. When I first got diagnosed, I told my real family, my blood family first, and then I exposed it to my network on Facebook. And everybody came together and it was just an amazing experience. I never felt alone. So what I did is I started video blogging my experience and I just was, you know, if I was in chemo or whatever, I would just hold my phone up and start talking to it and tell him my family what was going on and i got so much feedback and people started following my message and getting inspired by my efforts and my continual progress and they saw me grinding every day through this battle but not losing an edge at all spiritually or emotionally and always having a positive attitude because i just felt like if i started acting and feeling like a cancer patient that i was going to end up to be a cancer patient the rest of my life so my cousin Family told me a great story at the beginning and he said Gary. I had a friend that got a bad diagnosis and when I watched him fight Gary, he did not act as if he had cancer and he ended up beating it. And I asked him how he did it. And he told me that it was because I never put in my mind that I was a cancer patient. So I stopped thinking like I was a cancer patient. That was a huge, huge battle. I mean, obviously you feel like a cancer patient. You're at the hospital all the time. But you know, here's the thing, when you get that diagnosis, there's only two options. You either live or you die. And whatever that timeline is, is gonna be it. And we're all gonna die sooner or later. So I started just saying, you know what, I'm just gonna live the healthiest version of myself and just try and pour it all into my family and be there for my daughter and show up every day and grind and be there for my business partner and not give up on life just because I gotta be at the hospital every other day but I'm going to give it everything I got because I got to be at that hospital every day. And that changed everything. Because, you know, man, mindset is everything. If you're constantly thinking that you're down in the dumps, you're down in the dumps. I'll tell you a story that was shared with me with my father-in-law years ago. And I don't know if it was true because he's got a lot of stories and he'll probably chuckle when he hears this. But he told me a story about a guy who was on a dock and he was loading a reefer truck, a refrigerated truck that delivers produce or frozen foods or whatever. So, This guy was in there working late one night, and all of a sudden the gate of the truck closed. And again, he's in a reefer truck, and everybody was gone, and he couldn't get the gate open, so he spent the night in that reefer truck, and he ended up dying. He died of freezing to death or whatever, and that's what they discovered, but the thing is the reefer was never on. So it's the power of the mind. Like the guy thought he was freezing all night, that the reefer was on and that it was going to be sub-zero degrees. Now it was probably cold because he's out in a you know metal trailer all night and it was probably cold, but the mind is so powerful that it can literally dictate how you feel and perform and like it ended up taking his life. Now again, I don't know how true that story is because I didn't find this news story about it, but I always think about that because it just makes sense. If I'm sitting here and worrying about Let's use financial struggles for an instance. If I'm always worried about that, I'm always going to have financial struggles because that's always what I'm putting my mind towards. But if I'm putting my mind towards abundance, then I'm always going to find my way towards abundance. And that's what I started doing was just speaking abundance and being abundance. And about that, my family became the abundance and they started seeing, you know, they were all deathly scared for many months and then they just saw me start thriving through this disease for the next nine, you know, to fight for this. And now we're on the other side of it. and I'm cancer free in less than, you know, nine months.
0: How shocking was it for your family and especially probably for your doctors to see you go through this diagnosis and contrary to what they normally see most of their patients getting worse and worse, you were getting healthier and healthier. Did anybody ever stop you and say like, what's going on here? Aren't you supposed to be going the other direction?
1: Yeah, it's crazy because I shed 70 pounds during this time and I did it the right way. I didn't lose it because of the chemo and all that stuff. And I did it in a way where I started looking better and feeling better and I was more vibrant and I had more energy and all this stuff. And they were just blown away. I mean, my doctors were blown away. They couldn't believe it. And they knew, I mean, I implemented some things. like I changed the type of water that I was drinking to specifically kangen water, which is alkaline water, but it's made in an ionizer. The way that it's made, it's super, super healthy. Kangen means return to origin. And this is a Japanese company. It's patented technology. There's only these devices in the world that are this specific, and they're really, really fantastic. So I've been drinking this water, a gallon or two of it, per day ever since the beginning of this fight because somebody started bringing it to me. And then I went a month without it and all my energy started going down. I started losing the battle a little bit. I started feeling like that cancer patient. And then another buddy of mine started bringing me more kangen water and he brought me a fresh gallon one day and I got all my energy back. So I knew that I was onto something here and I was drinking something that was really benefiting my body and now hydrating me more to levels that I could power through chemo and radiation and thrive and be at the office every single day. I mean, I was running circles around people because I had so much energy. Then I went to a buddy of mine because I was taking so many medications at the beginning of this fight and all my system got backed up and it was like I had a center block in the middle of my gut and I was in so much pain because I couldn't pass a movement on my first round of chemo. So my wife calls me on the way home from that hospital that day and I was just getting my chemo pack off and she's like, Gary, this is miserable. You got to figure something out, like maybe look into cannabis. And so I called an old friend of mine that's been in the cannabis business since the 80s, you know, and he took me under his wing and taught me how to treat that plant. And the first thing he said was treat it like a vegetable. And then I started peeling the layers of that onion a little bit and I started realizing that, hey, we have a system in our body called an endocannabinoid system. That system creates cannabinoids and we can supplement those cannabinoids with something that actually mimics that the best. And that is the cannabinoids that are in cannabis. We can get cannabinoids from other vegetables and other plants and some insects and stuff too, but the best plant on the planet that treats that system that controls our immune system, our nervous system, the inflammation in our body, all that stuff is cannabis. And that's why we're hearing about CBD working so well well if you understand cannabis you understand that cbd itself is only one cannabinoid out of a hundred and then so you got to say okay well i don't want to just focus on that one cbd i need all of that stuff that's in there so i treated myself with the entire plant and i became very very healthy i'm feeding a system that god created for me inside my body with the best water on the planet and the best cannabis in the planet. And now I'm feeding myself with raw fruits and vegetables. I'm doing the right thing with my nutrition. My mind is in the right place. And I just started winning, bro. Like it was unbelievable. I gave it all to God. I gave my whole life to God and said, look, man, and I've been a Christian my entire life, but I really dove in with it this time. Like I just said, you know, I don't have control of all this. I didn't ask for this disease. I didn't ask for all this stuff. It came upon me. It wasn't genetic. So, you know, why am I trying to control so much? And when I gave all that up to him and just focused on me on a day-to-day basis, taking it back to the roots of continually making efforts of just being a better version of myself than yesterday. And again, that compound interest of that effect changed my life. And now I work with people. I work with cancer patients, new cancer diagnosis patients, or other people that are looking for answers. I mean, I just finished a documentary with a kid that has Tourette's. For He's a 26-year-old guy with Tourette's. He's been violently shaking for the last 15 years every single night. He was chronically dehydrated and had chronic Tourette's every single day. I changed his water and started teaching him how to use the cannabis products, and his Tourette's went from every single night for the last 15 years to one to two ticks a week and he's hydrated and he feels better than he's ever felt in his life. So when you're feeling good, again, we'll take it back to my comment about five minutes ago, when you're feeling good, there's not many things that can hold you back. And so I started just focusing in on trying to feel the best every single day on the inside because if you're feeling good on the inside, it just pours out of your body. I mean, I got chills because I'm telling you how I've been living my life and it's been working. And now I've been helping other people with it by way of them finding me through my website. And then we get on a call and I do a consultation and find out what their needs are. And then I just help them. I help them with my knowledge because I've learned about it and I put it into my life and I do these things every single day, even today, now that I've been in remission for the last five months. So this is stuff that I believe in wholeheartedly. And it all does start with that mindset because you got two paths when you're looking at this, when you're diagnosed with something, you got two paths. I'm either going positive and attacking this with everything I got and acting as if I'm not a cancer patient, but fighting it like I am, like a warrior, or I let cancer dictate my life and become a cancer patient. I chose to stay true to Gary and be who I am and not let cancer dictate my life and define who I was.
0: Absolutely. And I think you don't even have to go that far. You can say, The way that I see it and the way that I see most successful patients see their condition, whether it's cancer, multiple sclerosis, different autoimmune disorders, whatever it is, is they can either take control of as much as they can or they can let somebody or something else dictate what's going to happen. And this somebody else might have good intentions. It might be their family. It might be their doctors. It might be their friends. It might be TV. It might be anybody else except them that takes control of these things or they can say listen just like you very well shared with us right now i did not choose to have this explicitly you know you shared before that sure you'd probably made a lot of bad health choices that yeah. pushed you to it but you didn't do it purposefully you didn't say like oh this is my goal but once you have it you can either say you know what bad that's what i got and the doctors say that i need to go to chemo and now i'm a patient and people take care of me and i'm miserable and and feel bad for me or i can grab everything that i can still control there might be a lot of things that i cannot control and you were still able to go to work you were still able to do those things so instead of saying you know what i'm just gonna stay home and take it easy you said like no i'm gonna live my life because that's what normal people do they don't let their diagnosis define you and that's something that i see very commonly with the most successful patients is that they don't care about the label. Whatever diagnosis they got, that's it. It doesn't define them. They're still Joe, they're still James, they're still Cynthia, they're still Sam who happens to have this. They're not an MS patient. They're not a cancer patient. They're not all these different diagnoses and labels that a lot of times doctors just give upon people because that's what they came here for and in reality that really isn't it. You know, and I, appreciate
1: you say that is that like doctors and that whole medical field kind of pushes that on you that you are this now and this is the route that you have to go. Fortunately, the route that I went with City of Hope up there, I don't know if you know any doctors up there, but that place is just full of love. And they lead with love the whole way through. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, I'm a positive guy, but 99.9% of the people that are in there are cancer patients and walking around like them, you know, it's not easy to watch. And it's so cool because one time I'm sitting there in the waiting room, in a full waiting room, and all of a sudden I hear the beats to Michael Jackson's Beat It come on real loud, and the loudspeakers, I'm looking around, and then all of a sudden the doctors and the nurses and all these people start coming out of all the offices and do a flash mob and start dancing with people just in the middle of the day to brighten people's moods. And that type of experience, like get that type of love and everything, it made it so much more... I guess, easier to fight this fight in that type of environment. Because I agree, man, you go into a place that it's just business, 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 and
0: it's like down and dreary. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, when I got my diagnosis, I was in med school. It was actually through one of my oncology rotations. And I got really close to the team of oncologists that were treating me at the time. And I would spend a lot of times, it was a big research hospital of oncology in Mexico City where I was going to school at and you see that it's so easy i'm not saying that they're not good people they're all great people they're dedicating their life to this but it's so easy to forget that the person at the other side of the table is a person for you it's another patient but for them it's their entire life right Right there they're laying it out there and that's all they have. For you, this is one patient that you want definitely to help. You want to improve their life. But once they stand up and they leave, another one's coming in and taking their place. But for them, this is all they have. And it's so easy to forget that. And it's so easy to forget that they're people, that they also want to have their day brightened, that they also want to have a smile, that they also want to have somebody who says, you know what? I believe in you. I think we're going to beat this. and. I would see more often than not somebody come in and say like, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to start doing this to complement the treatment. And I was surprised at how often doctors would say like, no, 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 don't do those things. Just focus on this. Just take the medicine. Just do this other thing. Get some rest. Do these things. And they don't realize, but they're shooting them down. Uh-huh. They're like shooting them down, telling them, that's okay, we got it, and all you have to do is just sit there and be an spectator while we right. take care of your condition. And it right. really is the other way around. It has
1: to be, there's gotta be a combination. I mean, Western medicine is fantastic. If it wasn't for chemo and radiation and the things that I needed, I wouldn't be sitting here today, I recognize that. But I also recognize that it was the things that I did outside of those procedures and treatments and all that stuff that helped me get here today and help me thrive through those treatments. Because let's face it, I mean, chemo, it's a poison. It's going into your body and killing everything inside of you. That's what it's designed to do. So you're supposed to have less energy. You're supposed to want to just sit around and do nothing because you have no energy. So I think it's very important for people at an early stage to start educating themselves on things that they can do inside their body in a natural way that their body can thrive off of that will help promote that energy and help promote that feeling good. And I had these conversations with my oncologists early. I had my cancer in multiple places. And so I had multiple doctors and I asked them straight up. I was like, look, I want to start implementing cannabis. And so they're like, well, look, I'm glad that you brought that up because we don't prescribe it, but now that you bring it up, it's very important for you to understand how beneficial that is for your body. So as long as you're doing it the right way and you know what you're doing, definitely do it. And you're getting the right kind. And getting the right kind, yes, for sure. I mean, there's so much out there and there's so many different companies out there that are just pushing products because, I mean, let's face it, this industry, this cannabis industry is literally exploding underneath us. I mean, this is a baby right now. It's gonna be one of the biggest industries in the world. But there's a lot of gunslingers out there and people sending out careless information or misguided information. And what I did was I just went straight to one of the best growers on the planet, somebody that understands the plant from the seed all the way through the process of making the different oils and the different things. He understands it and he understands how it interacts with your body because he's traveled the world. He's talked to doctors that understand this stuff and use it in their practices all over the world, not just here in the States. So I got straight access to that knowledge. He treated me this entire year and made products specifically and designed them with me while I'm using them and has created this great, great line of products that I've been using. So it is, it's very important to know what your source is. Just because this stuff is labeled, quote unquote, medical marijuana in the place and you can go get a quote unquote prescription for it. We don't know where that stuff's coming from. What farms are they coming from that's going through the distribution channels to get to the pharmacies that are in the medical world? We don't know, but I do know where my grower gets it from, and that's why I really help people understand why I do this stuff, and then I put them in the right place
0: to get the best stuff in the planet. Yeah, I agree. And I'll definitely have to have you back at some point to talk more about cannabis. But before we do that and before we start wrapping up, I really want to emphasize on the importance of hydration. It is mind-boggling to me how dehydrated we chronically are, all of us. And the thing is, this is one of those things that you don't realize it until you experience different. Right. Right. I mean, most people here, they wake up in the morning and you're completely dehydrated and their first drink is a cup of coffee. What are you doing? You're dehydrating even more. My wife makes fun of me because when I go to the bathroom and when I go number one, she's like, oh my God, that sounds like a horse. How can you pee so much? like, well, I drink a lot of water because that's how our body really works. That's how our cells function. We need to be flushing and circulating all those things. What has been your experience? with hydration and switching. And I'm assuming that you're only drinking now this water. You're not kind of like doing this and some other things. I'm all in, I'm all in. So early on in my cancer bed, I told you,
1: I had a guy come to me and said, hey, you need to check out this alkaline water. I know you've heard about it, but I'm gonna bring you this specific stuff. And he never educated me on it really. He just cared enough about me to drive it out every five days and give me a fresh five gallon drum of this specific Kangen water. So what I learned during that time was that I felt great, but I was just plugging through life. I thought that, you know, maybe this is just how cancer goes and you're okay through the chemo and all that. I was just waiting for the bad feelings to come. And then that guy that was bringing it to me stopped bringing it because he got busy. So I started drinking bottled waters that are alkaline, the stuff at the stores, whether it's Essentia, whatever, all that different stuff. And my energy level started tanking during that time. So I was thinking, okay, well, I didn't know anything about water. I just figured all water is the same. It's alkaline. Alkaline water is good. So I'm just going to keep drinking. And I was drinking a bunch of it. And I thought that my chemo's done. This has been four months of chemo now. Now I'm going into radiation. This is what's supposed to happen. Fast forward a month, another friend of mine calls and wants to come talk to me about water. And he brings me one of these gallons that looks similar to this without all my stickers on it. And so we started talking and he educated me on how this water works and why it's so affected and gave me a fresh gallon of water. And so within 24 hours, I had all my energy back. The only thing that changed is I'd stopped drinking that specific water and then everything else was intensifying. Like my body was being more torn down. Like I should have been feeling worse, but then I got all my energy back. So I'm like, this is it. So what I found is that all the water that we're drinking is considered dead water. I mean, if you're drinking bottled water, whatever it is from the store, that stuff's been bottled for months. And if it's pH water, or if they say it's ionized water, ionizing water means that it's electrolyzed; It's brought to life through an electrolysis process. And then it's a living thing that's ionizing the water. So you can't ionize water and then bottle it and then call it ionized water because the water actually dies off within a five-day period. It becomes dead water again, and there's no nutritional value. Especially with a plastic. And then you add the plastic on top of it, right? So not only are we controlling the pH with things like sodium bicarbonate and different magnesiums and stuff like that. I mean, you can look at all these different bottles and there's an ingredients list for water, (laughs) which blows my mind. There shouldn't be an ingredients list for water. It should just say water. So traditional water, whether we're drinking it from a tap through a filtration system, whether we're drinking out of the bottles, the h2o molecules come in clusters you may or may not know about this but they come in clusters and typically these clusters will range from about 25 molecules to 32 35 around there so it, going through this specific machine that i have in my home now it breaks that water down by nine times those molecules so now when it's coming out of there it's alive and the molecules are nine times smaller so traditionally. I used to drink so much water, I would feel bloated, even when I was an athlete and running all the time. Have you ever felt that way? Like You feel all that water working around, and all of a sudden, you pee it all out. You're like, okay, that must have
0: hydrated. I I remember growing up, we would play soccer, and halftime, they would be very careful not to allow us to drink a lot of water, because then you would kind of be like sloppy Mm -hmm. (laughs) throughout the second half, so because it's not absorbing in your body. Okay. Cause remember we're
1: made up of 70% water. Our major organs are made up of 80 to 90% water. So the most important thing that we put into our body is water and it should be cycling out. Right. But what happens is, is when these larger molecule clusters are hitting our body, it's not soaking into our cells because the size of those clusters are about the size of our cells in our body. So when those clusters are clashing against our cells, they're breaking and not going into hydrate. Okay, so when you're drinking it, it's just falling down into your stomach, you're feeling bloated and then you pee it out and you don't like that experience. So people are like, why am I drinking so much water if I'm just gonna feel that way? Well, when I drink this water, I literally feel it soaking into my throat because envision having a chain link fence in front of you. And traditional water is a bucket full of baseballs. And then my water is a bucket full of golf balls. You throw your bucket against the fence and I'll throw mine against the fence, I'm gonna get a lot more balls through that fence. This is my bucket of golf balls and it's changed my life because it's now it's hydrating my body on top of it, splitting the water. It rips out all of the chemicals and free radicals. There are few that slip by, but that's like third world country seven. There's pre filters that we put on there, but this machine loads the water with antioxidants as well. So one eight ounce glass of this water when it's fresh is like eating two bushels of those blueberries that you get at the store. Those two little, you know, four by four square packs. Mm-hmm. It's like eating two of those every one glass that I have. Wow. I drink two to three gallons of this a day. Okay. When I'm loading my body with that much antioxidant and it's at a 9.5 pure alkalinity is not being compromised by some chemical and it's pure, it's ultra, ultra hydrating and it repairs the cells and it reverses cancer cells and different diseases in our bodies. That's why I told you the story about the kid with Tourette's. Like who would think that this would help with his Tourette's? But I heard from his parents that he had been taking so many medications his entire life. He's 26 years old now. And for 15 years, they've literally tried everything and exhausted all their options. And he's been chronically dehydrated because of all the meds and then the violent shaking every night and sweating profusely. So I was like, let's change your water. Maybe we can get you hydrated, and get you feeling better. Not only did the hydration get him feeling better to where he can start showing up to life, it has diminished his tics to where he's not violently terrified every single night to try and rest his head because it just ends up in a violent night of shaking and banging against the walls. Wow. Wow. Hydration is very important, brother. And when you understand where the hydration is coming from and how to get the best source, it's life-changing. So I actually... I'm a distributor for these company Kangen water is made in a company by Enagic. They're a company out of Japan. They've been around for 44 years. I did not make this machine. This thing has got all the accreditations as a medical grade device. It's in 400 hospitals in Japan because of the cleaning power. So not only can I drink this water that's the best on the planet, here's the game changer. I've got settings on this machine to where if I go at a 2.5 setting, that 2.5 water will eliminate 99.9% of all bacteria. So now we clean all of our meats and our counters and everything with water. I use that if there's a rash on my skin or something. You know, I got a new stoma bag and I've been going through rashes and stuff and different things. I spray the water on there and it kills the bacteria and it's good. On the 11.5 side on this spectrum, because there's seven different pHs that I can set my machine at, on the 11.5 side, it actually emulsifies oil. So have you ever heard that oil and water mix? No, you've heard that oil and water don't mix. Mm -hmm. My water mixes with oil and it emulsifies it and rips it apart. So what do you think happens when I rinse my fruit and vegetables now? I actually get chemicals off of them. Whereas before with tap water, you're getting the dirt off and it looks dirty, but you're not getting the chemicals off. And those chemicals are oil-based. So guess what else is landing on those chemicals now that you're rinsing them with tap water? chlorine and fluoride that's coming through our systems because we're not using filtered water for our vegetables because why do that it's just rinse them a tap it's going to get the dirt off and we're good we're not thinking about the pesticides oh yeah but i'll just order organic i'll get organic i do all my videos that i test and i show this stuff with organic there's still chemicals on there because oh, the wow. regulations you have to be able to put them on there if you don't have any chemicals on these things they're gonna they start dying right away so yeah they're, n- they're never gonna make it even to the supermarket exactly. where you're buying it Exactly. So when I had this water for the first four months of that battle changed my life. I didn't know it when I got it back into my life and I realized that it was so hydrating. I couldn't live without it. I bought the machine that night and then I started implementing it and understanding how to use it as a life source and be able to, you know, clean my produce and clean my counters and eliminate
0: chemicals. And it took my health to a whole other level. Wow. That's crazy. All right. So before we wrap this up, what are your top two or three things that people listening to us today can get from your experience and start applying in their lives today to turn their life around without having to go through a life-changing event like you and I did? First things first
1: is you're going to have to get real uncomfortable with uncomfortable conversations and being in this situation. You have to realize where you're at before you can go anywhere whether it's a cancer diagnosis or whether it's losing somebody in the family or losing a job, whatever that detrimental point is in your life, you have to sit in that pit and you have to realize where you're at to find where to go. So when I got comfortable with my diagnosis and being able to talk about it a little bit more and be able to have conversations with people, it made it easier. And then it was making sure that my team is on board and I got my family. That's going to be there to help through this figuring all my ducks in the row with insurance, but just being there in that moment and finding that answer, I think is very important. And then something that was huge for me was finding people that I didn't know that went through what I went through and got to the other side. So it was a conversation with people that I had no idea who they were, but they came to me through some good friends. And I ended up having some of the longest conversations with these two men that I had no idea who they were, but they shared their stories with me. And they showed me how they got through it with their families. And they talked to me about the chemo treatments and what to expect. They gave me a game plan. They gave me hope that it was going to be okay. Because when you're diagnosed, you turn to your family who loves you most. But typically, unless you're a family that's been stricken with the genetics of cancer, you're going to be the only one. And everybody's going to be scared to death. And they're going to be looking at you and just waiting for you to start deteriorating because that's the vision that everybody has. So going to them for advice on how to fight this fight is the last thing you should do. Go to them for love. Go to them for support. Go to people that have been through it for the advice on how to fight. And so that's what I do for people now. I want to be that guy. If there's somebody out there that's looking for an answer, looking for a friend, lost in how to go about this, like that's the guy that I want to be. And I'm building a whole movement about that to be that support and show that you can get through this. And then if I can educate people on how to implement things in their life to feel better, and then if they've decided to employ it, that's what they do. But I do that for people all the time. I'm talking to people all over the country and it just feels really good to share my story On a day to day basis, because I built this website, people are starting to find me now and saw my story. And now they want some, a little bit of my advice. And I share that with people now. So that's the thing, man. Like, get comfortable where you're at and then find yourself a support system outside of your natural support system. Yeah, find
0: somebody who's done what you want to do. And that's, I think, a super important piece of advice that applies across the board, not just in health. It's great when you go to a, fitness trainer and he's overweight and you say listen man i want to lose 100 pounds he says oh me too well you shouldn't be taking advice from him (laughs) despite the credentials despite all these things and i've always said this you're not expecting your doctor to be an adonis but look at your doctors look at the people that you're taking health advice from would you trade places with them do you think they can help you get to where you want to get And for one second, and obviously, you know, with certain caveats, of course, but for one second, put aside the credentials, put aside all the letters behind the names or after the names, sorry, and look at the results that they're currently getting in their lives. Is that the kind of advice that you want to take? So you would never take advice from someone you wouldn't switch places with. And that's, I think, super, super important. And it applies, like I said, all across the board. If you want to get advice about how to beat cancer, find somebody who's done it. And ask them, like, listen, what should I expect? What's happening? What's coming next? What should I prepare for? So I think those are great tips. Where can people find out more about you? Sure, yeah. So my name is
1: Gary Hire. So when I first got out there and started exposing myself, we created the hashtag, #higherpower. Higher, power. Higher Power. Heyer Power. Heyer Power. dot net is my website so you can go on there and you can hear my story you can go in my classrooms and learn a little bit about some of the stuff that i'm doing but most importantly you can find me also on my instagram higher power h-e-y-e-r you can find me there so if people want to find me i'm very reachable my phone number is out there my email address it's gary at higherpower.net so i've built that as a resource to be there to educate And then to help be a direct
0: conduit to some of the things that have been helping me save my life. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again for being here. And everyone listening, we've had a great, great, great conversation with Gary today. I hope you got a lot of it from it. I know that I did. I've been taking a couple of notes for show notes. I've been learning a lot. You can be sure that I'm going to continue grilling him to get to know more about the water to get to know more about hydration and get to know more about cannabis and everything that he's been doing. These are all fields that I'm very interested in as most of you who know me for my work with autism and stem cells and, and autoimmune disorders, you know very well that I'm very passionate about. So if you have any additional questions for Gary, make sure you visit his website, make sure you follow him on social media, just reach out to him, send him a message, ask him a question, get started, learn from him. There's a lot of free resources in his website that you can get without further ado make sure that if you want to check the links i'm going to make sure to put links to all of his social media to all of the resources that we've shared about at our website so just go to dr e once again that's dr and you will be able to find the episode there you search the bar at the top of find gary Hare. and make sure to subscribe follow us if you liked it send me your questions for future episodes If you get featured, you get a free consultation with me, and I look forward to hearing from you. This has been The Highway to Health. I'm your host, Dr. E, the Stem Cell Guy. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you for listening to Dr. E's Highway to Health show, helping you learn the science of living ageless. Did you enjoy the show? Please like, share, and subscribe where you listen to podcasts. Dr. E wants to hear from you. Go to D-R-E dot show. Again, that's Dr. E dot show. Until next time, this is Dr. E's Highway to Health, helping you live ageless.